Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to say big thanks to our title sponsor, that's Big O Tires. Right now through September 6th, save $150 on Big O brand tires during the Big O Tires anniversary sale. Big O Tires, the team you trust. People uh, on, on Twitter uh, going back and forth on maybe this uh, running back question we had. Uh, Han- uh, Gordon, Hans is going to join us here in a second. Um, let's see, our guy Eric says, uh, it's crazy. Frank Gore isn't on that list. Not the best, but certainly in the top ten. Again, I think it was that particular random list I Googled, I think was 2000 to 2010, because yeah. there were some names not on there that, that certainly should have been. Marshawn Lynch might be the answer. I was thinking LT, Austin threw out uh, Adrian Peterson, certainly in the discussion. You got I mean, Lynch has a Super Bowl championship, right? And he was the guy offensively on that. I mean, I know Russell Wilson was there, but he was the guy on that Super Bowl championship team, right? And he might have had two. Probably should have had two <laughs> if he would have gotten the ball. <laughs> yes, indeed. So I'm kind of I'm creeping in on that maybe my answer. Might be Marshawn Lynch. He did it for a long time, too, which is not something you can say uh, with a lot of running backs. We had somebody uh, in here said Chris Johnson with the Titans was real good for a minute. He was. He was unreal. He had that 2,000-yard two, 2, season, mm. and then he was gone. <laughs> yeah. Longevity with running backs is huge. That's a thing. Because... They get injured so often. Because that's a great example. Because Chris Johnson, he was electric for the time. I mean, he was a player to watch, and then he was just out of the league. You know, Jake, I, I've had the opportunity to watch some uh, some NFL practices before, and I'm telling you, I I gained a new appreciation. And Hans could probably talk about this, but how fast those ball carriers hit the hole. Well, let's. let's and there's got mountainous men all around them, and sometimes they absolutely get their clock cleaned. But they are running full speed into huge clumps of humanity. Well, let's let's ask Hans our question because not only can he can he provide firsthand expertise on what you're talking about, Gordon, but he played with a candidate. Because I think you got to put Edger and James on on the list of candidates, right? Of so, Hans, how are you? First of all, you doing well? You good? <laughs> I'm very good, man. Very, very good. So how this started, Gordon and I are watching uh, Barry Sanders' highlights, and then we started comparing Barry Sanders and Walter Payton and then started talking about the evolution of the running back position in the NFL. But let me ask you this. Who is the best running back in the NFL post the year 2000? Wow, that's a tough call. I know. know. (laughs) Uh, Marshall Falk? See, he, um, I consider him pre-2000, though. Do you? Okay. He won the MVP well, that, in 2000, actually. Okay. so Marshall Falk. Yeah, that's a good a, answer. Yeah, it's a good, he's a great running back. Um, I, by, by the way, I have one tackle in my NFL career. It was on Marshall. Ooh. And I'm talking a regular season game. I had a lot of different tackles. I, I had a couple of big hits on Sean Alexander and, and a couple of others, but in a – 
Yeah, it's the only tackle I registered as a as a defensive lineman before they moved me to offensive line. And you guys were talking about Edron James. I actually have three cleat scar mark <laughs> three cleat scar marks on my on my hamstring, kind of up by my kind of by my butt cheek. I'll show you, Gordon, next time I'm with you. Um, Can't wait. And look, Edron didn't wait for anybody. You know, it, it, you give him three or four inches of gap and you get out of the way as much as you can. He'll run right up your back and get to the hole. He loves stretch plays. He was so good at, at hitting corners and Howard Mudd was so good at teaching how to set edges, whether it was with guys like Marcus Pollard or Dallas Clark or Tart Glenn or Adam Meadows. There were so many greats that blocked for Edron James and they could set corners so well, but I'd say post-2000, if you allow it, Marshall Falk. If you don't allow Marshall Falk, I don't. I'm leaning toward toward Marshawn Lynch. Man, Marshawn's fun. And the beast mode, just an overall personality. And he had the Super Bowl. Austin brought up Adrian Peterson. We were talking about uh, LaDainian Tomlinson. Who else came up, Gordon? Yeah, Adrian. Someone brought up Frank Gore. Right. Adrian Peterson was fantastic. I think all time is my my favorite all time is, is sweetness. That's that's my pick for all time running back. Um, but he was in my heyday. So was Barry. But Barry played for such an obscure team, and the Lions were just never good. But Walter Payton embodied everything that was beautiful about football to me: his grace, his form, his power. His touch out of the backfield, his hard-headedness and strong back when he picked up blitzes, he just was the best parts of football. And it, and it sucks because he was gone so so young that we didn't have this lifetime of, of seeing him at these enshrinements. And, you know, like Jerry Rice, watching Jerry Rice kind of age and do it gracefully, but keeping that face and image as the greatest receiver of all time, we lost Walter Payton way too early because I really do think he's the greatest of all time. Here, here, Hans, have you ever studied film of Earl Campbell? I, I haven't, no, but I, I do know that that name, and I, I probably should. I, I have studied film of Jim Brown because yeah, I, I've had people get in my face, and because I've been very vocal saying Walter Payton is the greatest running back of all time, and I've had people really get angry with me and say, well, you haven't watched a lick at Jim Brown, and, and I have studied Jim Brown, and guess what? I like Walter Payton better than Jim Brown, so That's put that in your pipe. That's saying something. Hans, will you uh, talk a little bit about what I was saying before you came on, and that is these running backs who hit the hole so very fast, and you are one of the mountains of humanity that uh, at times they had to get through, but when you're watching it up close, it is remarkable that these guys go at it full speed that way. I don't know how they do it. Uh, I think, you know, I was talking about this today during our show. I think the hardest position to play on a football field is the corner position. I think the toughest position to play as far as just having to be tough, it's got to be the running back position. I, I can't think of somebody that puts themselves in harm's way in large impact and big contact situations more than the running back. 
it is uh, the the just the overall brutal hits that they take. I can remember Gordon. I, I remember well. I about knocked myself out on Kalani Sataki. Kalani was a fullback, and I about knocked myself out on him in a practice because a lot of times you come in on stunts, and sometimes you just come come completely unblocked, and you'll get a really good look on a running back. And the good ones can drop their hips and they drop their head and they still punish you more than you punish them. And it, of all the concussions I remember, that hit I took coming into round and having Kalani go head to head with me. And I, I, I hit him and I know I shook him, but I fell to my knees because I, and I had this weird flashback. It was the most bizarre concussion of my life. I had a full recall of an entire week of dreams and and I and I was able to see every dream as I had it for a 7-day period and I re- I remember watching these dreams on a replay as I was going through this concussion and being like, "Oh, that was an amazing moment. Oh, that was awesome." And then within about 5-6 hours, the, all I had was the memory of knowing the dreams. But that's what that's what Kalani did. And that's what these backs do. They they know how to drop their hips and just light you up. Thomas Jones was one of the best at that. And as far as the guys that I've had to tackle in my life, Thomas Jones could just bring the hurt. He he knew he had such a great powered low body and he could drop those hips and just blow you up, even though you've got a good angle on him. I don't know how they do it, Gordon. I don't know. Yeah. The, the repetition of hits, I don't know how they do it. Hans, uh, Chester wants to know uh, what those dreams were like that you were remembering. <laughs> I'll keep both of them to myself <laughs> because, I, you know, I was in my 20s. Um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a lot of flying, Gordon. I flew a lot. Okay? So uncomfortable right now. Uh, Hans, let's, it seems like a good time to switch gears. Um, let's start with let's start with BYU. You mentioned Kalani. How how has camp started? Give us a couple of thoughts, uh, observations on your end. It's going better than anybody could have planned at this point. When you take into account all the talent that they lost, and it goes deep. You know, you guys saw that list of guys that they lost, and I was listening to your conversation with that New York uh, Jets beat writer just talking about Zach Wilson and kind of reliving that, some of that season with him and then going to that tackle position with Brady Christian Christensen and, and the security got there and, and the drop-offs to Dax Milne. And I know that Bushman didn't play, but Bushman, another fantastic drop-off and talent point. But everybody would have thought, oh, man, this is going to be a slow camp. It's going to be a rebuild. It's going to be very painful. BYU is going to be limited in, in uh, all kinds of playmaking talent. But as things stand right now, I wouldn't say it's just the opposite. But I would just say I have been pleasantly surprised with the cupboards that got, you know, stocked full with the Puka Nakua's and the Sansa Nakua's and the the um, Hulkers that came back off his mission and, you know, and, and also the continued growth of guys like Isaac Rex. It, it has just been a much more seamless move into a new regime than I think any of us could have expected. So with the with the talent BYU has in those skill position, Hans, 
uh, it seems as though the offense, that attack is going to be a handful for teams if that offensive line can hold up. And what, what are you – you're seeing good things there? Well, the offensive line is, is great, Gordon. The starting five is great. It's just when you get past the starting five, you know, you've got, you've got Barrington's brother who's making some noise. You've got a, a kid named Connor Pay. Uh, and Gordon, you might remember, I think his dad played at BYU um, before me. Um, but you got a kid in Connor Pay who's making some noise. But right now, it's just it's the starting five that is looking really good. Blake Freeland, who is going to replace the minutes that you're losing from Brady Christensen. Harris Lachance, who was already a staple on the outside. Clark Barrington, who, you know, one of my favorite guards in a long time at BYU. He's a brawler, loves to fight. James Impey, who is a mainstay. So the starting five is great. It's just the depth, I think, is going to be a, a big concern, something that none of us have talked enough about. Hans, I need your advice right now. Um, you and I are talking offensive line, and Jake's over there rolling his eyes. What, what should I do? Should I punch him in the nose? What you know? No, no I'm not rolling my yeah. eyes. I just I will never yeah. forgive Hans for making me watch the stupid line. I've watched so many football games with him over the years that I can't help it because sitting there, you know, hey Hans, what do you think about that play right there? Well, did you see that trap block from the left guard? I mean, that was some of beauty. It's like, dang it, I don't want to watch that, Hans. Now it's all I see. Now it's all I can see. <laughs> uh, Gordon, square him up. I, have I ever showed you that just the uh, the jab step and flipper throw? Just hit him with that, man. Jab step and flipper, and and drive him into the wall. I like, I like the sound of that, man. Yeah. Let's flip over to Utah, Hans, and the the vibe you hear coming out of Utah camp is is really really positive. Although that usually is the vibe coming out of camps in general. But uh, is this different? Do they feel like they've they've got a contender? Well, let me ask you two this. How often do you hear Kyle Whittingham – pub is in the right word. Um, yeah, pub is team, but um, – okay, how often do you hear Kyle Whittingham set extremely lofty expectations for a team? And and, and I'm, I'm leaving that open-ended because – I've only heard it. I heard it in that 2019 season. He was pretty vocal with media while we were there. But other than that, I don't remember hearing Kyle Whittingham kind of openly set a lofty expectation for his team because he's already done that. It's interesting, Hans, that you bring that up because I think he compared this coming team to his 2019 group. You yeah, know? he did. Yeah. He did. He compared it to the 2019 group, and every time you ask him about his position groups, he's like, yeah, we're good there. Yeah, we're good there. Yeah, we're good there. Like, he's already kind of setting me up to get really excited about this season. But am I wrong in thinking that he's typically pretty reserved when it comes to setting an expectation? I think Kyle has, has experienced so many things at the Utah now that what's he got to lose, really? You know, 
I, 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 it's good to hear. And I, I, yeah. I, believe, I believe him. I think this Utah team is going to be really, really good. And one example of what you're talking about there, Hans, is when he was, when he was saying of Brewer that this new kid coming into a new program is caught up with Cam Rising as far as his understanding of the, the playbook and uh, his understanding of the offense as a whole. I mean, that, that's quite a compliment coming from Kyle. It's a big compliment, and I think that Charlie Brewer is going to be a, a huge part to the growth and potential level of success that they're going to have there. Um, I don't know. You know, it was really fun to watch Andy Ludwig use Tyler Huntley the way he used him and to, to develop Huntley. And, Jake, I think you were doing some of the pre- and post-games with me through a lot of that. Yeah. Um, we knew what Huntley wanted to be, and – Andy Ludwig took him out of what he wanted to be and made him an actual quarterback. And Huntley was very good when when he was forced into a quarterback role. And he was he was an athlete and fine when he was himself. I mean, he was an overachiever. But watching Andy Ludwig big build Tyler Huntley was it was really eye opening to me. And where he's got an already firm product in Charlie Brewer. I'm excited to see what he's able to come up with for Charlie. And then the proven targets that he's got to throw to, you know, guys, it's funny. I I always try to stop and check myself because, you know, Jake Scott in this market over whatever 15, 20 years he's been here has always been a realist. You know, he's always the guy that stops you and is like, okay, dude, you're over your skis, back up, you know, let's take a really deep look at this. And, and so I've learned over the years, like, okay, Hans, you know, I get, I do get really excited about upcoming football seasons. And I try to take a step back and say, wait, you know, Hans, is it really going to be that good? Are they going to be that good? Well, both Utah and BYU, I think they're going to be better than I expected them coming into the season. And... I, I feel like I'm almost getting over my skis a little bit, but I think that they both have eight and nine win potential, which says a lot for what BYU is replacing and says a lot for what Utah was able to accomplish last year. But I think that they're both set to have eight or nine win seasons. I heard you talking the other day, Hans, and you were breaking down the schedules and you stepped over the Utah-BYU game. <laughs> as you were discussing the other matchups. And so my question to you is, will BYU ever beat Utah again? And if they do, will it be this year? They will. At some, at some point, they will. I don't think it'll be this year. I think that it could have been last year, but that's neither here nor there. I still would have picked Utah going into that game because there's something about actually seeing it happen like, you know, when somebody holds a, a dominance over somebody for so long, it, it sometimes it takes a while to get over that, that mental block. And so until I see Kalani and BYU get over that block that Kyle Whittingham has put in front of them, and that I'll probably favor Utah going into games. But I don't think it's going to be this year, Gordon. I, I think that Utah's got a, a bunch of – a, a bunch of what I what I would call dogs on defense. Um, Clark Phillips, absolute dog. Uh, Devin Lloyd, I think is he's a, a absolute just you know slobbering head off, <laughs> running around hitting people type of dog. And I 
I, I think that Utah is probably going to hold the edge coming into that one. But it is at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, but has that ever mattered? I don't know. Huh. Uh, before we let you go, Hans, I uh, have one more thing for you. Now that um, bribing recruits is essentially legal <laughs> uh, with name, image, and likeness, I want to know how much Chad Rock's raked in already. <laughs> It's early yet. But, uh. I, I, I just wanted to know how many. Well, we've got a we've got a booster here that give you ten grand right up front just for your your consideration. Well, <laughs> well, let me tell you this: he's eating his weight in Built Bar. So <laughs> I mean, I guess if you uh, if you whatever it is a dollar twenty five or whatever it is per Built Bar, you know he's probably made over one hundred and eighty thousand in Built Bar over the last <laughs> over the last eight months. Cash. Uh, no, no Chad yet, but you know we are putting together some social media game plans because yeah. apparently that's the way into the pocketbooks uh, at a younger recruit age. I want to see Rock's ribs show up somewhere, you know, like something like that, <laughs> yeah, like the pizza from who were we talking about yesterday, Gordon? Who's got his own pizza now? Who we oh, talking yeah. about? Yeah. Oh, Jaden Daniels. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Has yeah. his own pizza. I want to see Rock's JD5, ribs somewhere. JD5, it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We got to we got to get that happening. Uh, Hans, you're the best, buddy. Thanks for jumping on with us. Hey, thank you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a fun football season, man. This is it's all setting up to be one of the best we've covered on air in a long time, you guys. I can't wait for this thing. Thanks, buddy. All right, guys. That's our friend Hans Olsen. Of course, uh, you can hear him 10 to 2 every day alongside Scott Gerard right here on 97.5 and 1280 this Did you learn about a lot about football talking with Hans so much? Oh, watching yeah, watching games, games with Hans over yeah. the years? Yeah, I've learned a ton. How could you not, honestly, sitting yeah. next to somebody with uh, that kind of resume? Oh, no doubt. But uh, I'll tell you this, linemen watch the game different. 100%. And I'll never forgive him. <laughs> and it's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I used you can't to enjoy take your eyes off the, uh, the center and the guard. Look at that push up front. My gosh. <laughs> Got nothing to do with the running back or the receiver I mean, but, or the quarterback. Here's, here's the thing is he's right, but, I've it, always does, said but that. it doesn't make it uh, more fun. I, I've been saying this for years. I remember having this conversation with Danny White when he was coaching the uh, Arena League team here. How long ago was that, fellas? Well, Hans was on that team. so Yeah. Long time. Well, Hans is like fifty-five years old, <laughs> but now. he was on that team. So. I, oh man, I've had a rough morning. Uh, it, it, I, I, I said, hey, Danny, I think the most important position, other than the quarterback in all of football, is the offensive line. And he said, I can't really argue with you. If I was going to argue with you, I might say the defensive line. But uh, he, you know, he was right there with me. And uh, Hans certainly will tell you that. I'll bet you. Well, I'm tired of watching it. I don't care about the importance. I think you should appreciate it. It makes you look at things that the average fan doesn't look at because Hans guided you in that direction. I can appreciate bacon. Doesn't mean I want to watch it be made. (laughs) Well, you want to eat it. Yeah, right. But it doesn't mean I'm taking the next uh, Uber down to the slaughterhouse to see how it goes. So you would rather see the result of the play and appreciate that as opposed to appreciating. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you don't disagree with me either. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he's our friend Andrew Reinhardt. Andrew, let's help our listeners out there who might be struggling a little bit with ED. 
Yeah, if you're struggling with ED, those days could be over. Let's see, today's the 10th. Uh, You could be very close to done with treatments in the month of August. Our wave therapy, they're 10-minute sessions. It uh, opens up and regrows the blood vessels, generally over two to three weeks. So think about that. What might your relationship look like if two to three weeks from now, in the month of August, erectile dysfunction no longer existed, you didn't have to take the pill, Uh, the intimacy level, the relationship, overall happiness, so much of this is tied together. We've got almost 50 clinical studies now calling this the new standard of care for ED, safe and effective, and it's helping a lot of guys turn back the clock in the bedroom. You know, Andrew, you're a trustworthy guy. We know you well. But for those folks out there who be going, oh, this sounds too good to be true, you reference the studies there. You got a lot of good info to back yourself up. I do. I say go to wasatchmedicalclinic.com, click on the science tab, and just start reading. You'll be there for a few days. But there's <laughs> a lot of data. This is double-blind, placebo-controlled. They've uh, actually given men fake treatments and the real treatments and tested results and taken x-rays. So it's pretty solid, and uh, I really do believe the pill will someday soon be a thing of the past. 801-901-8000 if you want the pill part of your past. Call now. Get in to see that uh, the doctor, right, and Andrew, and find out if it's a good fit. That's right. I tell guys, leave your wallet at home. Just come in and take the free. Uh, you'll meet with our doctor, do an assessment, an exam. He'll do a blood flow ultrasound. Pretty cool. Uh, no charge. We'll give you the little gift that produces powerful results in the bedroom. That is great. And if you feel like you need it, blood work and testosterone. I know guys spending thousands on that. It is all totally free at Wasatch Medical. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you, Dick. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Don't forget Bowler live in studio at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Robbie Bosco joins us now. Zach Wilson, a guy you know very well and have seen play. Those high picks, they don't sit anymore. What do you think he's facing with the Jets? Zach is going to be an exceptional NFL quarterback. I mean, he's really, really good. All right, before we let you go, Robbie, because I've known you a long time and I like you, if you want to <laughs> walk back that exceptional comment, I'm going to let you do it. You know how no. the media is. You no. feed us exceptional. How are we not going to replay that a million times? Because that was an exceptional comment. That's why. <laughs> Don't walk it back. Up your game. I'm going rookie of the year, Bosco. I'm upping it. That's where I'm at. Look at it. He could be. Zach's a very studious guy and knows what he's doing, so I think he's going to be okay. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for a college football update here on The Zone Sports Network. BYU camp is rolling. Kalani Sitake was asked about when the first scrimmage might be. Um, we'll do probably do some. We can't do live stuff yet, but we'll probably look at some live stuff when you guys aren't able to watch it. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I think we'd like to see some live work um, probably towards the end of this week. Probably towards the end of this week. Okay. Well, when we find out when that is, we will pass that news along to you. This camp update brought to you by Syringa Networks, working from home or with a hybrid workforce. Get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net.
is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. Presented by Big O Tires. With the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires. The team you trust. This one goes out to F.A. Goldblum. Casey Musgraves on a total request Tuesday. Little biscuits for you. Gotta admit, I like the Twitter handle Hefe Goldblum. Not Jeff Goldblum. Did she say to hoe your own rope? I don't know. I wasn't listening. I'm not uh, entirely familiar with this. Of course, the lyrics you No, have you ever hoed your rope? You ever worked the the garden? More than you have, because you claimed you were a farmer once, and we found out that you were tending like a petunia bed or something like that, and you're like, ah, I was a farmer. Absolutely not true. Um, Gordon, you have uh, chastised me in the past over finding it funny when somebody gets hit in the groin. I have. You've called me heartless because I find it funny. You laugh every time you see someone get hit in the crotch. Okay, we're going to play this sound, and tell me this is not funny. This is cricket, and there's a a bowler. That's the pitcher, right? And what do they call the batter? I don't even know. Beats me. So anyway, the bowler throws a a (laughs) one-bouncer. In this case, he called him tortured. And and the the batter takes a swing, misses, and it it gets him right on the button, so to speak. (laughs) And then the very next pitch... The exact same thing happens again. Yeah. So tell me this is not funny. We'll, get, we'll play the audio. I looked on a poster. Oh, no! That has nailed it. I mean, the gooly, wooly, woolies. That is painful. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Are you right, Darren? You look like you're in as much pain as he is. That is the woolies. The same ball. The gooly, wooly, woolies. I just, you can hear the pop when it hits him both times and the, the yell that he lets <laughs> out. Oh, no. That has nailed it. I mean, the gooly, wooly, woolies, that is painful. <laughs> you just hear the pop and then the, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's him. That's yeah. Him. That is the victim. You can hear the pop there, too. You think he's got a hit, but no, that's the ball careening <laughs> off his groin. <laughs> you know, I'm not a doctor. But I imagine the doctor had to take a good, hard, long look at that one. Sorry, it's funny. It's it's not really funny when you the think about it. The next pitch. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> it's unusual. Have you guys have you guys seen that stupid Studio C sketch with the soccer goalie no. that keeps getting hit over and over and over again and with by the soccer ball and it that, but th- this is real. That yes, was a indeed. dumb sketch. This is real. This poor guy well, got it twice. You could tell how much it hurt on the first one, and then to have it happen again. He had to be tender. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe it hurts less the second time. Yeah, maybe, huh? maybe the adrenaline's still going. Have you ever been hit twice like that? Uh, a wham bam? No, haven't. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh no! That's him yelling. Yes, that's it is. not right. That's not the announcers. <laughs> no, that's him. 
I'm telling you, fellas. I mean, Jake. Yeah, you pop. you deserve to get hit in the gooey gooey. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're taking too much pleasure and uh, uh, entertainment from it'll, this tragedy. I'm sure it will happen. I'm sure. No, I'll, I'll tell you this. So my daughter kicks her legs when I pick her up to give her a hug. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, she's gotten me a couple of times, like with just a just a kick square on, and it's brutal. But if somebody were laughing at me at the time, I wouldn't blame them. That is the Woolies. The Woolies. That is the Woolies. I have never heard that term before. I have no idea what we're saying, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the onions got peeled. Oh, no. That's tough. Oof. So funny. I think it's, the oh no's the best the part. The oh no's the best part by far. Oh, what have I done? I, I just, I just, I feel bad for him. Why didn't I play golf? <laughs> Regretting every decision. That, that, uh, where Hans uh, suddenly had seven dreams flash in his eyes. What did this guy have go through his mind? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that is too much. The, what is she called? The Wooly Ghoulies? The Gooly Wooly Woolies. The Gooly Wooly Woolies. She's never seen that. Just painful. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Ugh, Bowler's going to be with us. Top of the five o'clock hour. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, no. If anybody has a story about getting hit in the gooly wooly woolies, uh, Austin's willing to answer the phone. I, or twice. <laughs> yeah, top that, Gordo. Yeah, I, 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 I one I, up I, the I double gooly woolies. You ever nor, taken a cricket ball to. off the groin twice? Don't have <laughs> a story there. It's huh? pretty hard, isn't it? Yeah, I believe. I think it's like really hard in clay. Is it not? Well, yeah. that didn't sound like a wiffle ball hitting that guy's groin. Now did it? It's on a poster. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Uh, you know, Why is he not wearing I'm, I'm, an apparatus of some sort? Because a lot of guys don't do that anymore. Well, that's their fault. Well, it gets that's, that's why it's funny. It, it gets in the way of running and stuff. Yeah. You know? In cricket, you run from one post to the other, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> Just, I, I don't know. The groin is pretty important. Yeah, sure somebody is. once said, yeah. Why Why do you think the human body was uh, created in such a manner to create such a weakness in one spot? Well, there's plenty of vulnerable spots in the human body, no? Well, not quite like that. Oh, no, uh, what's his name? That uh, Greek figure got an arrow right through the old heel, which didn't turn out so yeah, well, Achilles? right? Yeah, I guess. He got dipped in. Uh, what was the river he got dipped in? Oh, that was Hercules. No. Yeah, her, uh, yeah. no, it no, was, it was Achilles. Uh, Achilles and the guy they, was they holding him by him, the heel. Dipped right? him into the river yeah. uh, to uh, gain immortality or whatever, but his heel was the one part that didn't get dipped in. All right. What was that? The uh, the Gooly Wooly Wooly River, I think. The Snake River? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not up on my mythology. Sorry. Everybody listening right now is reaching to make sure everything's in place.
And uh, you're over there laughing. It's so funny. The Not Sports Port is next. Stay tuned. <laughs> Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. <laughs> the top sixty and sixty is back on the Zone Sports Network. Get your college football fix every day at one thirty as the Zone counts you down to the start of the twenty twenty-one season by listing off the top sixty players in the state of Utah as voted on by the local media. You'll also hear from the coaches as they talk about the players that will impact their season the most. It's the top sixty and sixty weekdays at one thirty, presented by. Cypress Credit Union and Icon on your home of the best college football coverage in Utah. 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. Oh hey guys, Jake here from my friends at Zero Res. Now listen, we all love our pets, uh, but pets sometimes come with uh, some side effects, right? One question the good folks at Zero Res get all the time: pet smells and stains. How do you get them out? Uh, traditional carpet cleaners often address the uh, carpet surface, but trying to clean visible animal waste, leaving a much lar- larger problem underneath the carpet that they just don't get to. Zero Res can actually solve the problem, whether it's just on the surface or the unfortunate accident that seeps down into the padding. Zero Res has you covered. Uh, they've got a process designed to remove the odors, not just cover them up. So whether it's a small accident or a big one, Zero Res carpet cleaning can take care of the stains and the odors that are left behind and uh, of course they don't leave behind any dirt attracting residue so they've got a great deal going right now for zone listeners call them Tell them Jake from the Zone sent you. They're going to hook you up just $33 per room clean. Get the fourth room clean for free plus $50 off any pet treatments. Call today 801-288-9376 that's 801-288-ZERO or schedule online zeroresaltlake.com or up north zeroresdavisweber.com that's zeroresdavisweber.com the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Ute camp rolls on. Of course, a big story with the Utes this year going to be the offense and, of course, the offensive line. Utah head coach Kyle Whittingham. Oh, I take it back. Running back's also a big deal, though, uh, Austin. <laughs> Always Co- coach Witt breaks down his running back situation. Some are more explosive than others, but uh, each one of them is capable of, of uh, explosive plays. I would say probably TJ and Mackay are the, the guys right now that are, that are showing the most explosiveness, but Chris Curry's more of a hammer inside. And, and Tavion's still trying to, like I said, get himself where he needs to be physically, and and he has big play capability. I believe you look at the JC tape; he certainly did. So that's what we expect out of him. This update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks, working from home or with a hybrid workforce. Get a powerful IT partner, Syringa Networks. Call three eight five four twenty seventy eight eighty one or visit syringanetworks.net. this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one going out to you, 
Utah Jams on a Total Request Tuesday. Songs about getting better or helping things get better, working to get things better. It's time for the Not Sports Report brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? A cricket player would like to make things a little better. Oh, no! <clears throat> <laughs> All right, Jake. This story came out. This story came out a week or so ago, so it might have been talked about on our air a little bit, but it caught my attention, and I wanted to see what you think about it. Okay. All right? Apparently, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, uh, they uh, have a certain attitude about bathing. Like they're against it? Apparently, they appeared on Dax Shepard's podcast, and uh, they started to talk about bathing habits. And uh, uh, apparently, Shepard's co-host was told that using soap every day rids the body of natural oils. And Kutcher and Kunis agreed, saying they only wash certain vital areas every day. The rest they let go for a long, long time. And when the co-host was stunned to that uh, they don't participate in daily full body washing, um, asked, who taught you not to wash? And Mila Kunis said, I didn't have hot water growing up as a child, so I didn't shower very much anyway. And that's apparently continued uh, with their two children, with Kuchers. Uh, yeah, I guess they have two kids, uh, a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And Kuna said, I wasn't that parent that bathed my newborns ever. And now that they're older, Kuchar says that they have a system. If you can see the dirt on them, clean them, he said. Otherwise, there's no point. Uh, Kuchar said that he does wash his armpits in certain you know, the undercarriage. The ghouly willies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Daily, but nothing else ever. And has a tendency to throw some water on my face after a workout to get all the salts out. And Kunis said that she washes her face twice a day. So I know how Austin feels about this because you're a two-shower-a-day guy, aren't you? Uh, not right now during a drought. I have stepped it back. I'm I doing did. my part. But. I thought maybe you might take a real quick shower twice, but no. I'll run. I'll get a. Uh, I'll get a wet uh, washcloth and do what Ashton described. But I also add a shower in there every day. Where are you on this, Jake? Does this? Does this? And I saw another story recently about another Hollywood type that w- didn't bathe. I know where Jake is. Wait, you're supposed to wash your underwear. I'm a pretty consistent bather these days. Daily shower. Uh, that hasn't always been the case. Um, <laughs> my brother and I had a competition to see who could not wash their hair the longest. <laughs> their hair? Yeah, yeah. How One long? of the dirtiest parts of the human body. Yeah. How long do you go? Oh, like four months. What? Oh, that is gross. Yeah. You did not. I did. I absolutely did. I won, too, by the way. Did you get lice? No, not that I know of. This is pretty greasy. Four months? That's gross. What I, I mean, did you go places? I got my, so I did it over a summer and this was in college and then I got my college ID taken, you know, like with the, and you should see how greasy my Did you just have to buzz down to the scalp after that? No, I eventually washed it. And it came out? Sure. I mean, I've got a couple friends that have dreads 
But and that's but even yeah. they like suds it up once a week. So my hair is super straight, so it didn't go the dread route because it doesn't have a whole lot of body to it. It's just so it just ended up real straight and real greasy. I mean, you must have looked like you were dumping a, a bottle of Vitalis on your head every day. I, I mean, I got it wet. Like, I'd, I'd shower. I don't even know what that is, so I'm going to brush Vitalis, yeah. Brill Cream. You ever heard of that? <laughs> Isn't that from, like, oh, brother, where art thou? Isn't that the Dapper Dan thing? I'm a Dapper Dan from man. 1919. I don't know. What what style? Brill cream. What's well, yeah? That went out with Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> brill cream. All right, and our listeners out there who know what brill cream is or ever used it, pick or up your rotary like, phone or your latest <laughs> telegram service. This was like twenty years ago, in my defense. Brill cream. I'm just. I mean, that must have been horrific. That is pretty gross. Horrific for who? Everybody. For you. you said you were the winner. No one won. Oh, I won. No. I don't know about everybody else. I'm not speaking for everybody else here, but I won. What did you win? Uh, Pride? (laughs) Not that. Well, I got news for you. Uh, No matter how well Andrew could help you, if you're not taking a bath for four months or whatever it was. I bathed. I washed everything but my hair. You know, the part that everyone is around. I just didn't use shampoo. It got wet, all that. That I just didn't. I just didn't soap it up. That should be against the law. That's nasty. That is. Uh, that, look, that sounds like an oil slick. You know to what me. you won is boils. That's what you got. What was that ship that that crashed up in the Gulf of Ma- Alaska up there? The Valde- Exxon Valdez. Uh, the SS Brill Cream, I believe. That, that's, that's what. That's what you must have looked like. If I ever find a picture of it, I'll I'll show you. Did you have long hair at the time? Yeah. Yeah. It oh. was pretty. It was pretty awesome. Is that how you got the nickname Spicoli? No, but that probably would have been a good reason. All right, out to the zone phone we go. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic. <laughs> if you want to improve your life, not uh, be a detriment to those around you, then uh, listen up here. Uh, in, in all seriousness, you can improve your life. If you've been suffering from an ED and dealing with the side effects of the pills, listen up. What's going on, Andrew? Hey, that's right. An ED, it does affect more than one person. Uh, every day there's a lot of spouses that call us and say, my man has erectile dysfunction. I would like him to get a consultation, and he doesn't really know I'm making this phone call. Maybe <laughs> You know, we hear this a lot. And uh, although ED is a sensitive topic and it's a painful situation, I like hearing that the spouses care. They're usually cheering this on. They want to improve the relationship and the intimacy, that is what Wasatch Medical does. With wave therapy, we finally, after 30 years of the pill, can bypass it. This is backed by 40 studies showing it repairs the blood vessels, it improves blood flow, and it does it in two to three weeks, which isn't all that long. Uh, what would your relationship look like by the end of August if erectile dysfunction no longer existed and you didn't have to take the pill any longer? You know, you mentioned something a minute ago, you know, relationships involve multiple people, Andrew. I would guess that you see a lot of significant others that uh, benefit from this as well. Yeah, and guys come into the clinic and sometimes mention that. You know, there's a lot of spouses here. I I didn't expect that. Uh, You're right. We improve relationships at the end of the day by eliminating the ED and happiness and overall sense of well-being, I I think certainly is uh, a ripple effect that takes place as well. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. That is the number. Get on the schedule. Come see the doctor and a little more else for free, right? 
Yep, a lot for free. This is the first step. Uh, it's the screening process with the doctor. It's free. Uh, you can leave your wallet at home and not go forward with treatments. It's no problem. You'll get that little gift for coming in that produces powerful results in the bedroom. You'll love it, trust me. And if you feel like you need it, we've got blood work and testosterone uh, that's free of charge as well. 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, guys. There you go. Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Time to chat with Max Tooley. Give us a story or two about your mission. Something that was unique about my mission was I was assigned to speak Mandarin on my mission. Wow. So, yeah, it was quite the, you know, the tall order. Got to serve in different areas where, uh, you know, where specific, you know, Chinese students would be. I loved my mission. That Mandarin's going to serve you well down the line for sure. There's <laughs> yeah. no doubt about that. We appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, uh, Max, why me? Why me? Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you later. I know a little Mandarin. Look at you. You okay. just Googled that. No, I did not. I know Waini means I love you. Because... You just told Max Tooley I love you? Yeah, well, yeah, now that I think about it, I did. That's a little awkward. He said it back, though. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.